Who do you think in today's game reminds you of the, the way you played the game? Nobody. And I'm not saying that arrogantly at all. It's just nobody runs like me. I mean, I ran different. Behind the mask. Two, what's good, bro? Another day in paradise, baby. You know what it is. Man, it's always another day in paradise, dog. When we got greatness continues to walk through the door. You know what I'm saying? Going behind the mask. Going behind the mask with a six-time Pro Bowler. Uh-huh. Huh? Holds the single-season rushing yards record. Also, by the way, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Man, y'all give it up, man, for my dog. E.D. Eric Dickerson, welcome to the Behind the Mask podcast. Thank, thank, thank you, brother. There it is. There it is. What's up, brother? Thank you. I'm good. Hey, sure. man. It, it, we happy to have you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. We've we been chasing you for a minute, but we finally <laughs> caught up with you. Well, I'm on the West Coast, so it's hard to catch me. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I know it, man. But talk about just being here at Lawrence Taylor's golf tournament, man. Like, what it means that bond you guys have with each other to be able to support each other? Well, I mean, it, it means everything. And I, th- I think you as former players, I know what it's like. You know, you always want to support former players. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, but if LT asked me to come to his event, uh, I'm most definitely here. And vice versa. He comes to my event. Um, I mean, well, I've known him since my rookie in 1983 um, when, you know, I was a, a scared rookie. We opened up with the New York Giants mm. and we played against we played against. Lawrence Taylor, and was I scared to death? Right. Most, most, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it thorough, definitely. How'd you do on the course today, man? Because LT said he's out there doing it. Man, I, I beat LT yesterday, <laughs> like that. But man, I, I did. We did well. We had a really good team. Yeah. We, we played. We played. I think we came, we came in third place. We got a flash for coming in third place. Say, well, they're gonna make, make us a bunch of drunks. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least but, you get a chance to go put it to use now. Uh, I gave it away. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big time drinker, but I drink a little bit. But you know, I, like I say, coming to support my friend is the most important thing. You know, right. I, I don't care what he's doing, uh, what his foundation is about. People ask me, "What is?" He? I say, "Hey, man, I don't even know. I'm just here to support my friend Lawrence Taylor." So that, that's why I show up. Hennessy celebrates those who never stop and never settle in their never-ending pursuit of greatness. Maurice Ashley lives his passion through his love of chess. He made history in 1999 as the world's first black grandmaster. An inspiring story of intellect and brilliance, his ability to push the potential of his own mind to new levels of greatness is universally inspiring. Visit www.hennessy.com to learn more about Maurice Ashley. In the world of the mind, there are no limits. Hennessy, never stop, never settle. 21 and older, please enjoy responsibly. The support is key. And when you look across the, the, the states and you look at sport, I look at college, and college is one of the biggest fan bases that supports their players. Now, I got to talk about your days at college, SMU, <laughs> the Pony Express. <laughs> Bro, so I don't know if anybody has ever asked you this question, but I'm about to ask you. If you guys had NIL deals back oh then. Oh, my God. What would, that NIL, what would that NIL deal look like now for you back then? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody asked me that question. You're right. Oh man, to be off the chain. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, because you gotta understand, back in look back in them times, and still to this day, they they were giving players money and, t- and taking care of players, especially the top players they, that they recruited. And for us, I mean, we had a bunch of guys that were the top. I mean, my, I think my the year I got uh, recruited to SMU, we had the the best recruiting class 
in the country that year. My my you know my my freshman year. You were number one too in the country. Yeah, I was I was I was the number one recruit in the country. You know, out of a small town of Texas, two thousand people. You know, and think about that. I mean, that's why I always tell any young kid. You know, don't don't think about where you come from because you are gonna always hear you can't, you're not good enough, you're not big enough, you're not fast enough, or you're not talented enough. And I heard that myself, but it just goes to show. You know, if if, if the man upstairs has it for you, nobody can change it. And I just felt like that was my destiny. I didn't know I was gonna play college football, no pro, but you know, I gotta say, being a part of the Pony Express and and SMU Mustangs, and I think people look at myself and Craig James as part of the Pony Express. But the big thing was we had a, such a great defense. I yeah. mean, great defense. I mean, we didn't like playing against them. You know, we did, you know, you know, you had them red blue games, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, scrimmage. Man, yeah, scrimmages. Scrimmages. man, we didn't want to go. I'm like, why do I have to go against the number one defense? I mean, because they were hidden. You know, they were yeah. hidden. Yeah, they were hidden back then. Ain't no brother in law. Thank Show you. Ain't no brother in law stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, we we had we had such a great team with so much talent with our coach Ron Meyer. Uh he knew how to recruit. He knew how to talk to the players. I mean, Ron Meyer was the kind of coach that if you, he came in and talked to you on a Monday or Tuesday or whatever Wednesday, you want to play the game right then. I mean, mm. we, that's how that's how he hyped us up, and we and we believed that. So I mean, I got to say that we had we had a great team, and, and it was just it was great at SMU back then. Number one recruit did your thing in college at SMU, first round draft pick of the Rams. But you said all of, out of all of this, one of the records that you hold that you said was the one that's most dear to you was the rookie Russian record. Yeah. Why is that? The reason I say that is because um, you can only be a rookie once. You, you got one shot at that record. You know, I mean, when I came in the league, I never thought I'd have 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns. And, um, you know, I won't, forget, I won't forget me and my best friend, still my best friend today, Charles Drake. He's from Florida. Um, went to SMU with me. And, um, you know, I won't forget, he said, when, when, I, when I got drafted, he said, man, we're going we're gonna to look at you, you know, what kind of year you think you'd have. And I went, we, we looked at we looked at we, we measured it by Marcus Allen. Yes. Marcus was yeah. looking at the year, the year before me. He said, you know, if, I think Marcus had like eleven or twelve hundred yards. So he said, you know, have you have twelve or thirteen hundred yards and like ten touchdowns, man, that's a great year. Yeah. I'm like, I agree. So sure enough, I mean, but I had eighteen hundred yards and twenty touchdowns. So I yeah, I mean, and and that record, I just it's it's gonna be hard to break that record because it's hard for a team to build an offense around a rookie mm -hmm. and carry the ball that much. I mean, I carried the ball 390 times that year, my, my rookie season. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, I, I loved everything about playing football when I, when I first got in the league. I won't forget, I was at a, a club one night after my, 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 it was my rookie season. We played the Detroit Lions, and I had 199 yards that day. I remember that, I don't know. And, uh, you know, I'm in the bathroom taking the, taking the league. And some guys are talking about football. I said, man, you see the Rams today, man. Eric Dixon running all over the lines, you know. And I heard him talking. And the guy said, man, that's Eric Dixon. Man, that ain't no Eric Dixon, man. He probably at home, man. So I, he said, man, you ain't no Eric Dixon. I said, I said, yeah, I am. Man, what you doing here at this club, man? You, know, you ain't tired. I said, I said, no, dog. I said, no, I'm, I'm out like y'all. Same reason girl. why you here. Look at these girls. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, man, like I can say, my, my rookie year, I got to say. And being in L.A., man, I can say, once again, it's nothing like being in the city of Los Angeles back in the 80s. Yeah. We here, hey, man, we're take me back. Y'all been grade school back in the 80s, bro. Like, give me one of your wild. LT gave us one of his wildest stories mm -hmm. while he was playing you in L.A. in the 80s. Well, I'll give you one that's a clean story. That's one, fine. Going to clean story. So, we can flirt with a little. So, so, so I go, we, we, I'm, I'd never been to a Laker game. And I was a doctor, and their doctor, Lakers doctor, was the same team doctor. So he asked me, he said, Eric, you want to go to a Laker game? I'm like, 
Sure. I mean, I never, I didn't been to Laker game. I said, sure, I go. And the player said, man, Doctor, you know, uh, Doctor Curran, his his seat's on the floor. I'm like, uh-huh. you know, I'm like, what's the floor? Right there on the court, because he's the team doctor. I'm like, okay. So sure enough, I go to the Laker game and Magic, Kareem, you know, uh, Worthy, all of them come over to me, shake my hand, and you know, I, they announce me. I get a standing ovation. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> he's at the forum. <laughs> I'm at the fight. I'm at the forum. I'm at the forum. I'm like, wow. I mean, this was. The, I mean, it was great. And then. You know, at halftime, you go into the, at that time, they had to call the uh, the forum club. Mm. Brother, you talking about the girls. Popping. What? <laughs> Popping. They weren't doing that in the forum club. Man, it's I'm sitting, I, I won't forget it, man. I, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, the girls you see on, you watch Soul, you mean, probably you see on my Soul Train. Mm. Like, I see these girls on Soul Train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the forum club, and they talking to me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. You know? So I'm like, man, it was just, it, it was a great time in, in the 1980s back in L.A. McDonald's is kicking off Future 22, a campaign celebrating 22 Gen Z leaders across the country who are making an impact on their communities right now. This generation may have the largest influx of young leaders since the civil rights movement. They're starting their own organizations, finding ways to empower the youth and culture, standing up and speaking out. McDonald's is showcasing their efforts and the impact they're having on the world. I bet you didn't know there's a black sign language. Yep, that's right. It's a form of American sign language that truly speaks our language. Student J.C. Smith is an advocate for the black, deaf, and blind who did Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech and BASL. McDonald's introduces his story like when you and came the stories the scene, of other Gen Z so community leaders impacting the, year, the future you on Instagram at We Are The stats that you put up for your rookie year, did it ever... Was that ever even a dream of yours, coming from a small town in Texas? No, no, it really wasn't. I mean, I, I and I always give all the glory to God. I mean, for me, it was a gift. I mean, and I and I say this, and I'm not saying it arrogantly at all, is that God gave me a talent second to no one's, and I mean that, man, because I was I'm six foot three. I was two twenty five. I was a sprinter. I ran track. I ran 100 and 200 in the state of Texas. You you don't do that. You got to be able to run, and I could run. I could cut. I mean, I could do it all. And, you know, just to be able to, to have that talent. But I, I mean, I used it. I worked out. I didn't, I, I didn't just take it for granted. I mean, I, I worked in my craft. I mean, I really did. And so, you know, when it, when it happened, I mean, was I shocked? Yeah, because I know where I came from. And I still, I'm still from there. I'm still a small town. I'm still a country boy. Mm-hmm. I'm, from a small, I'm from a small town in Texas. Even though I live in L.A., but I mean, people know me. You know, Eric, you still country. I say, I'm country as hell. You know, that's just me. <laughs> you know, and I love I loved that about myself. But, you know, I just wanted to, you know what, guys, I just, my dad had a saying to me. He said, son, all that you do, do what you might. Things done by halves are never done right. And I didn't get that at first. I was a young kid. I won't forget one time I went out to cut the, cut the grass. And we had a over acre. And, you know, you got to push, I had a push lawnmower. Mm. Wasn't no riding Acre of country. And you push. And pushing lawnmower, trying to get it, it was a Saturday, I'm trying to cut the yard, I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. Cut the yard, I go put the lawn. I got up early to do it. And I, I put it up. He said, hey, boy, what, what you doing? I said, I, I cut the yard. He said, no, son. He said, what did I tell you? I'm like, what? He said, all that you do, do what you might think that by halves are never done right. He said, turn and look at that yard. It was patches everywhere. He said, get out there and cut that whole yard. Cut it again. I got it. <laughs> I got it after that. Right. And for me, I'm like he said, I'd, I always feel like that you do things 100%. And look, I mean, it wasn't an easy road. It was not an easy road for me. I mean, I had the ups and downs. I mean, in college, 
And even in the, pro, in the pro ranks, for sure, it was ups and downs. And I tell any young athlete, artist, or whatever, and whatever you want to do, you know, don't sell yourself. Don't sell yourself short. I mean, because if you if you want it, it's out there for you. And, and you just got to take full advantage of it. And I just feel like I took full advantage of it. Most definitely did. And you finished uh, your career when you retired over 13,000 yards rushing, which was second at the time, second all-time at the time. And then uh, another record, 2,105 oh, yeah. single-season rushing record. Do you think there's any back in today's game that is going to touch that record? That's a 38-year-old uh, record, man. Man, you know, I look at a guy like a, like a Derrick Henry, because I'm big on big backs. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll say, oh, man, he's a big back. He's 5'11", 235. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's a fat back. You <laughs> know, big back? A big back is somebody over six foot tall. Yeah. You know, and, but, a, but a big, but a, but a real big, I look, I look at Derrick Henry, man. Yeah. He's bigger than me. He's taller than me. I'm, he's not as fast as I was and as, as elusive as I was, I don't think. But, you know, I think that a player like, a guy that's going to break that record, I think it's going to be a, a big back, a guy that, that can really do it. And, and, but, but you've got to be able to carry the ball. You've got to be able to carry it. And, you know, as you know, Ben, defense, mm -hmm. you've got to stay healthy. You know, yeah, the big thing yeah. is staying healthy, yeah. staying healthy, because that yeah, football is a physical sport. It takes a toll on your body. Um, but, you know, maybe one day, I hope no one breaks it no time soon. Mm -hmm. I just hope it just lasts, you know, you know, when I get out of here. You, you really know? got, a, what, a generation, 38 years? Oh, yeah, you know 30, 38 years, that record's Almost four decades, yeah. Yeah, bro. I know, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Do you think you can play in today's game and put up those same numbers? Oh, most definitely. Oh, if I was, if I, if you gave me an offensive line, and look, I never had a quarterback. I had a quarterback one year with Vince Ferragamo. I never had a quarterback. I mean, you play defense. You know it's like as a man. If you got eight men on the line, it's eight eight in the box. You playing against stacked boxes every yeah. every, every day play. week. Yeah. I mean, it was frustrating sometimes. Look up there, and the safety was like ten yards from you. I'm like, man, he ain't even, respect, to be way he ain't back even there. respecting the pass yeah, game. The, the safety eh? to be way back there. The safety's yeah. right there on the line of scrimmage. Yes, if if I was if I was 21 or 22 years old, and you gave me an offensive line and gave me a quarterback. Not even, not even, I would say, give me a piece of quarterback. Just somebody that could, that could, that could complete some passes, have over 100 yards. Oh, man. Give me a real quarterback like a, like a Marino or El, my, my era, or a Elway. Oh, I would kill it. I would have killed it. But, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. That's just how football is. That's how it is. Yeah. And you got, uh, you talked about it a little bit earlier. We, you had that trade from, from the Rams to the Colts. Right. But uh, another amazing back, Walter, uh, Walter Payton. Sweet. Oh, yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what do you tell you about that uh, when you got that trade? Well, man, that was my guy, man. Walter was my guy. Matter of fact, I met Walter when I was at the Rams, I think my rookie year. Um, we played him in Anaheim Stadium. And, and that's the funny thing about a guy like Walter, just so how re respected he was. My head coach, um, John Robinson, went to the meeting, uh, our team meeting. Now, think about the head coach says this. He, he, says, he says to the defense, let me tell y'all something. If any of y'all hit Walter Payton after the whistle, we're gonna find you. I'm like, dang. What my room am I in? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what room? Like, what room am I in? He said, he's a great player. We're not gonna have that. We're not hitting him. If you don't, don't, don't you hit him after the whistle? I'm like, dang. Hold on, this is at like I'm at, at the Rams. No, this is a, this a real game. This is a real football game. Man. This is a real football yeah. game. Thank you. Never heard nothing like nah. that. And what happened, my man, my friend Leroy Irving. I won't forget it. <laughs> Walter's on the sideline. Leroy's trying to kind of go try to ride him out of bounds, you know, 
and brought the stiff one to the ground and, <laughs> and, and, and knocks him out. What? And he comes to the, he may get him up, he comes to the sideline, just some bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, I'm not doing that no more. Man, it was so funny, I was teasing him, but that just goes to show the respect that we had have, we have for Walter Payton as, as a team and, and, and the league. And after the game, um, I won't forget I had 149 yards and two touchdowns, we beat him. Huh. After the game, I still got, I got a big picture of me and him in my office. And I went to shake his hand with Shane. I said, Eric Dickerson. He said, I know who you are. And think about that, man. Me as a, a young rookie. Yeah. Oh, man, that was that was big for me for Walter at say, I know who you are. Then when I got to the Colts, um, we were at, we were at, we did a show called Coach. Uh, it was me, LT, and, and Walter. We were back in the green room. And Walter said, Eric, man, I want to thank you for something. I said, I said, what? He said, I want to thank you for getting traded. I said, what you mean? He said, Eric, man, let me tell you something. You broke all the records. I said, oh, well, he said, Eric, I'm telling you. I, I know, you'd have broke all the records. You say, the Rams messed it up. Mm. I say, well, thanks, my friend, I appreciate it. So, you know, that's just kind of guy Walter was, just like that. You played against some stallions, bro, like great defensive players of all time. And we talk about Lawrence Taylor. When you look at his game, what was one of the things that you saw that made him so unique in his game? His speed, uh, his tenacity, uh, his fearlessness, and intimidation. Uh, man, I got a story for you, man. This is my rookie year. Uh, we, we, we like stories. We, we, we opened up the season with the New York Giants, my rookie season, 1983. And um, it was, uh, the um, I think, a Wednesday. We, we, had, we, no, we talked about, you know, I had a game plan on Monday, Tuesday's off day, and Wednesday, they come in and say, hey, Eric, we, gotta, we have a play where you, gonna, you have to block Lawrence Taylor. I'm like, what? I said, hey, I'm a rookie. I said, hey, I mean, I can't block Lawrence Taylor. He said, no, well, look, you ain't got to block him. He's got to get his hands down. We got to play. We're going to slip the tight end behind him uh-huh. if it's need like one or two yards and just hit, hit Mike Barber over the top. I'm like, okay. I said, but I ain't got to block him long now. He said, no, <laughs> just, just, no he just got, just got to get his hands down. I'm like, okay. i never forget it. I mean, I'm nervous. I mean, think I'm nervous. I'm a, this, I'm a rookie. And it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. I mean, I think it's a day after. My birthday was the day before the day after. No, the day after. The, the, the game was the, the on that Sunday. My birthday was the day before. So um, we go over there and, you know, we start the game. Man, I am so nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm in the backfield. When I get on the field, my, my hands are shaking. <laughs> my hands are literally shaking on my knees. In the first couple of plays, you know, you got to get hit and you get into yeah. the game. So we get, get to the game. The get to the floor of the game. The game going. You know, he cursing, you know, you mind. <laughs> you know, cursing and going crazy. You ain't gonna get no 100 yards on us. <laughs> I think I ended up with 99 yards. I had 100, but they tackled him in the backfield. Right. So now we're in the third quarter, you know, and, and the claim is game is close. We're going down to score, and they call it, I call it the play. And so, sure enough, then Mike Barber slips past, LT rushes. He ru- I cut him, and I, you know, y'all linebackers, y'all don't, y'all don't want to be cut. You don't, don't do that. No, you don't want to be cut. I cut him good too. Yeah. So I cut him. He gets up. He and I'm walking back. So he grabbed me by my arm. Hey, you mother! Don't you cut me? You hear me? So I'm standing. I'm like, I'm even gonna laugh. You hear me? What'd you, what'd you say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I leave the field. <laughs> I go to the sideline. I go to the side and sit on the bench. We got a first down, too. They got a first down. I'm like, fuck that chance. <laughs> he said, where's the running back at? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Eric, I said, hey, man. No. <laughs> uh-uh. I said, we said, what happened? I said, that man told me 
He's going to kill me and don't <laughs> cut him. I say, no. I want to get Bruce. I say, Bruce, no. They laugh. I say, man, don't do me like that. I'm not going back out there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, Harry, he said, give it a few plays. I said, yeah, because I'm not going back out there right now. <laughs> so, oh, you know, because he told me, I said, I'll kill your ass. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I went, I left the field. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so I said, man, I said, no. So, a few plays, you know, the, you know, the game ends. I go to apologize. <laughs> you know, think about it. I want to apologize, Mr. Taylor. I say, man, I said, Mr. Taylor, I want to apologize, man, for cutting you. Don't be cut. I said, man, I'm sorry, man. I said, man, I'm just joking with you. I said, man, don't do me like that. <laughs> you know? And uh, God, who told me? Another player, another running back, played for the Steelers. I can't think of his name. He said he did the same thing to him when he cut it. I said, man, I said, I guess that was his thing. But, man, Lawrence was such a great dominant player. I mean, you probably will never see a player like him. They try to compare guys to him. It's no comparison. I mean, he was he was that good. I mean, he was fast. He was quick. You know, he was tenacious and and fearless. I mean, because you know, playing football, you can't you can't be fear. You can't be afraid. Nah, and, yeah, and, and 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 that was him. And so, Mel Hodge, Mel Hodge, yeah, did the same. Mel Hodge did the same thing to Mel Hodge. Mel Hodge, said he did the same thing to me. <laughs> so I said, well, you know, I ain't lying. So you ain't lying. Yep. <laughs> so I know y'all went against each other on the golf course today. But had y'all played in the same era, you and Tequil <laughs> on the fifth, you think he would have gave you the business or you would have shook him up, man? Man, first of all, I look at Tequil. I look at Tequil. I just call him, you like him with Autobots with that <laughs> big old neck. I'm like, man, I'll just be, I'm like, that boy's neck, the biggest neck I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't know. I can't lie. I mean, you know, it's like, you know how football is. You, you know how it is. You'd have got me and I'd have got him. That's just how it worked. But, Man, I, I wouldn't want to go against this, put it like that. <laughs> See, and that's what made your your game was so unique because you were a tall back, and I love playing against tall backs. But nobody never, and I've been a football junkie, I've never seen nobody really had a full, clean hit on you. Very rare. That, that, you got that right. That was, rare. that was a rarity. I won't forget, we played the Saints and the New Orleans. That was in our conference. And uh, Ricky Jackson, Hall of Fame Ricky Jackson, mm -hmm. Uh, we played in my rookie year, and and you know during the game, you know they tell me, "Yeah, oh, we gonna break your big ass." I'm like, I didn't say nothing during the game. I mean, I, I, they hit me. Like, they were physical. They had a great defense, but the harder you hit me, I'm like, hard. Oh, I'm gonna run. And sure that. So at the Pro Bowl, that after the season's over, he said, "Eric, I mean, I gotta tell you something, man." He said, "Man, we saw you on film." He said, "You run straight up." He said, oh, "We gonna break his big ass. He run pretty." He say, and he say, man, I can't lie. We go back to the huddle, he say, damn, the harder we hit him, the harder he runs. Because <laughs> I, I, I said, man, I'm from the country, man. I said, y'all ain't going to break. That's, that's, that's an insult to me. You can't do that. You to can't me. do that to the country, boy. I said, but, hey, man, you know, the linebacker position is a position that I always respected because I played it in junior high school. You know, you take on, you take on the guards. Sometimes you take on the tackles. But then you got, then you got to make the tackles. So to me, you know, a guy like like Spikes and, and the, the Ricky Jacksons, those, those inside guys and outside guys, man, they were they were they were they were, they were the real deal. Yeah. I mean, especially in our era, I mean, they really were because you could really hit. I mean, get the crown of you too, get yep. the crown of your head. What no? That the was the key. Man, that was a deal. Yeah. It, it was a deal to, to intimidate. I mean, you mm -hmm. you intimidated players. And see, for me, I'm like, I wasn't. People thought because I ran, because I, 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 I look good in my uniform. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I look good in that uniform. You wasn't going to intimidate me. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't no softy now. No, I wasn't no softy. No. Nah, brother. Nah, I, I, I would have liked that battle just because. <laughs> oh, he runs high. 
<laughs> he runs straight up. He gives he's giving me a lot of space to to be able to operate. But I, I you just look, you sit back and wish. But the only thing, oh, <laughs> see, people don't realize. Only time I ran really high was is when I got in the open field. Mm. That was it. One guy wouldn't come through the line of scrimmage like I this. <laughs> I came through. The, I was tall, so I, and we wore the big pants. Yeah, yeah. So we looked big. I looked bigger. So you know, you know, that was. It. I know the neck yeah. roll. What about I, that Jerry curl? The Jerry curl was popping. <laughs> the goggles, the mouthpiece. Let me ask you this, dog. Did that Jerry? My brother had a Jerry curl. Did it ever just no, get in your no, eyes? No, Did it ever get in your eyes no, the way you? No, man, I don't know. No. Always wanted to ask you that. <laughs> nah, it, 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 no, I didn't get in your eyes. He had the headband too, though. No, nah, I didn't have a headband. Walter had the headband. I ain't okay, no head, okay, okay. I had no headband. <laughs> no, my stuff. I, my, 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 one thing I gotta say is. I look cool in my uniform. It's smooth, I look so good. I look cool in my uniform. I look, you look good, you play good. Yeah, it is. That, that was our motto. That's yeah, so. Right, but yeah, but hey, brother, I'd love to play it against you. I mean, I, I give you that honor. I love it because yeah. I watched you play. I watched you play a lot. And I respected your game. And like I said, you played the position that I had played in junior high school as linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Respect. Respect, yeah. bro. Yeah. You talk about comparing uh, players, some of the greats. Who do you think in today's game? Reminds you of the, the way you play the game? Nobody. And I'm not saying that arrogantly at all. It's just nobody runs like me. I mean, I ran different. I mean, and, you know, and it was just how I ran. I mean, I ran. I mean, you could say Derrick Henry, but we don't run alike, really. He's just big and tall. I mean, I was fast. I could, I mean, I could cut. I could, I mean, I could cut like a little guy. But no, nobody. And like I said, I'm not saying it arrogantly. And I, I think it's like to me, it's nobody runs the ball like Barry Sanders. Nobody. I mean, that's the only guy that made me go, damn, you see that? I mean, so, nah, no, nobody. Would you put yourself, if there was a, a Mount Rushmore of all-time great NFL backs, would you put yourself up there? You know, I, you know, I, I don't like doing that because I just feel like that the fans do that. You know, and I, and I always say that people look at you, they look at guys that they saw play. They look at the errors, the errors they saw play. Like, for me, my guy was OJ. I don't care who it is. Even myself, OJ was greatest and I, I, that's why I wanted to play that position I mean I saw OJ I saw you know I didn't see Jim Brown play I didn't see Gail Sales play but I saw OJ I saw Earl Campbell play you know guys like that uh uh got Larry the guy played for the Redskins Larry I can't think his last name 44 was his number man I, you know it was just certain guys that you watch play that you saw play and you're like man I want to play that position but the reason I wanted to play running back was for one guy because of OJ, I mean, because I, I, he was six foot two, you know, he was two hundred, I think, fifteen pounds. I'm like, I'm six foot three, I can play that position too. That's why I wanted to play running back. Dope, bro. Well, fam, man, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Yeah. You know, we always want to get some good conversation <laughs> out of you, but we finally got the West Coast charter to slow down. Uh, what well, well, things I appreciate, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you for having me on. Okay. Behind the mask.